Hockey belongs in non-traditional markets. I'll talk about all of that on this episode of Locked On Anaheim Ducks. Your Locked On Ducks, your daily podcast on the Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering hockey for well over a decade. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL. And when you enter promo code LockedOnNHL, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Whew, excuse me. All right. My name is Jason Hernandez. Twitter's at StimpyJD. Let's talk about it. I've been saying for a while that hockey belongs pretty much anywhere where the game needs to grow. And I've said this for, frankly, a number of years. Anaheim is, for all intents and purposes, a non-traditional market. So I'll just talk about how it's grown over the last three decades, because that's really when it started, is three decades ago. Rewind back. 1993. The Los Angeles Kings are making a run at the Stanley Cup. This predates the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim because they did not exist yet. This does, however, coincide with the movie D2 The Mighty Ducks, a movie that I frankly love. And I've, I've said numerous times, yeah, Back then, early 90s, there was no Anaheim Ducks. There was no Mighty Ducks to talk about. There was no other hockey team around here except for the Los Angeles Kings. And that's what pretty much everyone in my neighborhood gravitated. Like, everybody gravitated towards Wayne Gretzky because, you know, Wayne Gretzky is the great one. So that's what it was like. And because of that run in 93, that really set the wheels in motion. And that got the wheels turning big time. And thus, on the success of the Kings Stanley Cup run, on the success of the Mighty Ducks film franchise, an expansion team was awarded. Thanks to the Walt Disney Company, the Mighty Ducks of Anaheim was born. And where was that? final scene in D2 filmed at none other than Anaheim Arena, which would then be known as the Arrowhead Pond of Anaheim, which is still, for my money, one of the best names for a hockey arena. I mean, how perfect is that? Ducks in a pond? The Arrowhead Pond? I mean, how freaking cool was that? And then you had this GOAT logo. I mean, this logo right here. This is GOAT status, folks. The Mighty Ducks logo is one of the best in professional sports. And I'm sad that the Ducks are not going to that logo full-time next season. It broke my heart when I saw... Well, for two reasons. It broke my heart when I saw Anaheim Ducks' number two pick. Further breaking my heart was seeing the still current Ducks logo. But that's another story for another day. So Mighty Ducks arrive. Then... We see some other Sunbelt teams come along. Oh, we have, you know, the Phoenix Coyotes that came from Winnipeg, which is still a sad story in itself because Winnipeg deserved better. But there you had the Coyotes 
they were born as a new team. Along with the Ducks, their expansion brethren, the Florida Panthers, who are, by the way, getting close to making their second trip to the Stanley Cup Final. Yeah, imagine that. The Florida Panthers. Oh, rats. The Tampa Bay Lightning. They played their first couple seasons at what is now Tropicana Field, back then known as the Thunderdome. What a cool name for an arena. And then you had the Hartford Whalers move down to Raleigh, North Carolina. Hence, the Carolina Hurricanes was born. You had the Dallas Stars. They were relocated from Minnesota at the Met Center. And they became not the Minnesota North Stars, but the Dallas Stars. And it would take eight years, or seven years either, before Minnesota regains a hockey team, now the Minnesota Wild. It would take much longer for Winnipeg to regain a team, the Winnipeg Jets. <laughs> yeah, old name, new team. But look at the success of mm, most of these Sunbelt. Like, I'm not going to lie here. I'm not going to lie. Most Sunbelt teams have been successful. The Anaheim Ducks, they won a Stanley Cup in 2007. How about the Carolina Hurricanes? They won the Stanley Cup in 2006. Yeah, how did you like that back-to-back of having two non-traditional hockey markets? Carolina in 06, Anaheim in 07. The traditionalists are shaking in their boots. (laughs) Yeah, I made it shake right now. But yeah, imagine the feelings of those fans then. Yeah, imagine if we had Twitter back in 2006, 2007. We didn't have Twitter. I mean, I did have MySpace, and I was friends with some hockey fans up in the north, and I could see some of them being like, really, these two teams won back to Yes, really, those two teams won back-to-back. Yes, really. Mm-hmm. How about the Florida Panthers? They made it to the cup final in 96. They lost to the Avs, but hey... Still a great run for the Florida Panthers. How about the Tampa Bay Lightning? They won the whole thing in 2004 on the heels of Martin St. Louis over the Calgary Flames. Then they won it again in 2020 and 2021. And look at the crowds that are at those final games. Florida, they had the rats going. Carolina, one of the most electric atmospheres ever. You got the siren. You got Minter saying, I'm so sorry, going into fourth overtime. And the storm surge, boom, boom. Tampa Bay, obviously, with great success. The Dallas Stars winning their Stanley Cup on the heels of someone who may or may not have been in the crease. The Anaheim Ducks. So all these teams have had great success. And I think that's helped grow the game significantly. Look at all the youth that are coming from those areas. You know, Southern California is now a hotbed for hockey. How about one of the newest expansion teams? The Vegas Golden Knights. They are showing a tremendous amount of success. And you know what? Good for them and good for the sports. The sport will continue to grow as long as these Sunbelt teams continue to have success. Hopefully the Ducks get there again. All right, we're going to head into the first intermission, and there's one team that I kind of left out of that list that I just talked about, and I'm going to talk about that one team on the other side. But first, I want to talk to you guys about 
Bird Dogs. That is right. Bird Dogs are these amazing new shorts that I just got, and they are fantastic. They're super comfortable. They're the game changer in athletic shorts. They're premium shorts designed for max performance combined with unparalleled comfort. Bird Dogs revolutionizes your workout routine, and I tried them on the other day. They have a unique built-in liner, and I'm a fan. I'm a fan of the built-in liner. Uh, I had Chicago shorts for the New York Marathon and running in Chicago, and those had a built-in liner. And even before I got Bird Dog shorts, I said, ooh, I like built-in liners, but how would they feel with khaki shorts? Well, you know what? They feel comfortable. They feel terrific, nice and airy. You know, they have great pockets that actually work. There's ample space. And bird dogs are made with premium breathable fabric that keeps you cool and dry throughout your activities. Perfect for the trails, the gym, or just lounging around. Bird dogs are the shorts you've been searching for. So order your pair today and join the thousands, including myself, of satisfied customers who have made the switch. Visit birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL and enter promo code LockedOnNHL to get a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Bird Dogs, where style meets comfort and performance meets perfection. Get yours now and unleash your true potential. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Once again, you are locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. Twitter's at StimpyJD. Okay, there's one team that I kind of left out there off that list. I mean, I'll admit I have made fun of this team in the recent past. I mean, they're, they're going through it right now, though. I mean, they're really going through it, and that is the Coyotes. The Coyotes, who just lost an important election, and now the Coyotes are running out of time. That is the one market that just has not figured it out. I mean, out of all those other teams that I've mentioned, they've had on-ice success. They've had off-ice success. And by off-ice success, I mean getting a market to get just really, to use my hashtag, to get fired up about their team. Tampa has been fired about their like fired up about their team for a long time. Florida, they're probably going to make the cup final again. The Stars, they're in the Western Conference final. Look at those fans. Vegas, those fans are excited. Remember when the Ducks had that run in 07? Man, you could you know, the roof was going to blow off that place or even better yet. How about that 2016-2017 era? How about that comeback on Catella? Ooh, that was fun. Or how about even, I mean, I I personally loved seeing Edmonton just get worked by the Anaheim Ducks. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's me. Whenever I see the Ducks play Edmonton, that the Oilers just all of a sudden choke a lead away. Maybe I need to go more go to more Oilers-Ducks games because every time I've seen those two teams play, Anaheim somehow comes up victorious. Oh, they're actually one of my favorite recent games between those two teams happened on Sonny Milano's debut. Remember that, folks? That was only a couple years ago. But Milano scored early in the game, and then he scored the game winner in overtime after McDavid got a penalty. Yeah, that was that was a fun crowd. 
or even one of my favorites was like the 2015 era which still grinds my gears to this day but those were some of the best crowds ever and that's not much of a hyperbole because if y'all were there too during those division division runs during the California gauntlet days those were fun crowds and it completely worked and it just has not latched on in Arizona whether it be Phoenix at America West Arena or at Glendale at Gila River Arena or even you know at ASU campus at Mullet Arena it for some reason just has not worked I mean when the Ducks were there there was a lot of Ducks fans there or I'll give you another example when the Seattle Kraken had their late season game there there was maybe 2,500 Kraken fans there and that's not a joke half the fans were fans of the road team 2,500 Coyotes fans and 2,500 Kraken fans and you know what all of them cheered, but this is for good reason, for an ASU alum. When our very own from Coachella Valley, Joy Decord, played in the final minute of that game, and everybody, including the home crowd, gave a standing ovation. But Joy Decord is an ASU alumnus. So, as far as that's concerned, that's a cool moment. But as far as cool moments for cheering for the home team, there has not been much of that. And a lot of that has to do with on-ice success. The Coyotes have had one, one singular good playoff run in their long history. And that's it. They made it to the Western Conference Finals against the Los Angeles Kings and lost. Lost to the eventual Stanley Cup champion. That's what's happened to that team. And then I look at a team that I'm currently working for. The Firebirds. They're having a lot of success on the ice. And they've got a much more active fan base at Coachella Valley than Arizona's had in the last six, seven, eight years. And I hate to say it, but they're they're unfortunately getting very close to running out of time. And this was a big topic of discussion across a lot of people I am rooting for them to get their arena deal going it doesn't look good but there is still a chance but you know it that might be the one exception but you know where Arizona is successful they've built a great community of hockey fans around the state or around the region look at the Arizona the Kachinas the Kachinas girls team They've had national success. Look at the ASU hockey team. They're playing D1 hockey. They're a very successful college hockey program. They produce joy to court, as I just mentioned. So as far as that's concerned, hockey's doing fine in Arizona. It also produced a superstar in the NHL by the name of Austin Matthews. Matthews is from Arizona. And like me, you know, has some Latin blood. And he's a star in the National Hockey League. And it wouldn't have been possible if it wasn't for the Coyotes being in a non-traditional market. I mean, for all we know, 
that non-traditional team could go to another Sunbelt area. Like, I don't know, I've heard Atlanta, I've heard Houston. Houston probably being a front runner. So it, it can work in those areas. But one important common denominator that all those other teams had, except for the Coyotes, is on-ice success. Coyotes haven't had that. They've had a smattering of success, and that's even pushing it. That's really pushing it. So if Arizona is going to save their team, they've got to get better in a hurry. And they've got to get an arena deal done fast. Otherwise, they could be headed for greener pastures. That's just how it is, unfortunately, for the Arizona Coyotes. And finally, I'm going to leave you guys with something a little bit fun and something that I've been alluding to for a little bit. So I've mentioned several times that an area that does work for desert hockey is the Coachella Valley. You know, I am the public address announcer for the Coachella Valley Firebirds. I'm saving my voice, guys. My voice is actually still sore. Triple overtime on Monday. A close game on Wednesday. An overtime thriller that won the series on Friday. I came back... Woke up Saturday morning, I was like, oh. Like, I was definitely on zombie mode Saturday morning. So, what I'm going to do here is, you know, I've gotten this question a handful of times since I announced that I was the public address for the Firebirds. And I've gotten questions as far as, like, what do you do to prepare? Like, what's it like being a public address announcer in the American Hockey League? You know, stuff like that. So just to close close out this one, I thought I would have fun and kind of give a behind the scenes and show you, you know, like what it's like to, you know, work in HL game and what I go through. So it starts off the morning. Actually, it starts off days before because I'm watching other games and I'm watching for the pronunciations of our opponents. Our last opponents were the Calgary Wranglers. And there was some like pretty fun names on that Wranglers roster. And what I do is I go through them. And then the morning of, I do like some warm-ups. I drink some tea. You know, make sure it's very good tea, by the way. So I drink that, drink it down. That's usually night before. And then morning, I look at the rosters, see if there's any transactions that have been made. I finalize my rosters, my pronunciation guides, print them out. And then make the long drive to the arena. And it's not a short drive for me. It's about an hour. But, you know, sometimes a little bit less. I have to leave early to avoid traffic. If there's no traffic, the drive is a breeze. And that's typically on days when I leave early and also non-Fridays. If it's a Friday game, I have to leave stupid o'clock early. If it's a weekend, the trips are a breeze. No problem whatsoever. So that's a long drive. I typically get there hours before the game and we're talking a few hours before the game and as i arrive there you know got to go through security get my stuff checked in go to the offices and that's when the fun begins you know talk to some folks kind of talk house and before we even have our production meeting sometimes if i'm there early enough i will post my my sheets i'll tape them up to the glass in front of me 
and that's when I'll typically do my sound check, and it goes a little something like this. Testing, testing, one, two, three, test, 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 one, two, three. Sounds good. Fun times. <laughs> Definitely fun times doing the sound check. It's kind of weird hearing my own voice echo across that arena. It's a cool feeling, folks. So once I do that, it is game time. I usually like walk around the arena and I, I always take it in because I'm the kind of person that I'm appreciative of this opportunity that I have right now. I mean, we're still going. We're in the Western Conference Final, for crying out loud. And I appreciate it every single game, and I love it. It is such a blast. So after kind of like walking around and doing my thing, we have our production meeting. We go through the elements of the game. Our incredible director, uh, Kristen, does an amazing job going through the script and, you know, makes my life a lot easier. And hopefully I make her life a little bit easier, too. And I, I feel like we feed, we feed off each other very well down there, Chris and myself. So, you know, we do our meeting. I usually finish the meetings by saying, let's get fired up, our catchphrase. And then the superstitions come in. I usually try to eat around the same time. And that's when I do my pregame laps. And I'm the kind of person, I like meeting the fans. I love meeting the fans. And Coachella Valley has some incredible fans. So after I do my good luck um, laps around the arena, around Acrisure. I get to my booth, make my introductions, introduce the lineups, and the game is on. And my script is usually pretty, pretty large. I do all the sponsorships, all that stuff. It's a good time. It's a fun time. But my favorite time is whenever I do this. Firebirds go! his third of the playoffs and second of the game. Number 40, Jeremy Marcana. Assisted by number 51, Shane Wright. Time of the goal, 2.15. Once again, Firebirds goal, scored by McKenna, second of the game. Assisted by Wright at 2.15 of the third period. Firebird's goal indeed. And then finally, as the game goes on, as it gets close, Firebird's win. And I always close out by saying, stay fired up. Yep, it, it's a great job. So just to answer a couple of the questions um, about how long I prepare, it's usually an all-day thing to prepare for something like that. It is professional, as y'all know. So it takes all day. How do I take care of my voice? Um, as I mentioned, tea. Lots of tea. It helps tremendously. I kind of find it funny that I've taken better care of my voice since getting this PA gig than I did before. I mean, there was that spell in November where I had, you know, zero voice. And Sarah Avampato had to pinch hit and do an episode of this. You know, I had zero voice. But I take better care of myself much better now than I did before. So tea helps. And just the other, the other kind of fun question, um, are they going to go all the way? Yeah. <laughs> Th this is a team that could go all the way. They could win the Calder Cup. All right. So, yeah, I thought I would just give you that little glimpse into, frankly, what's kept me really busy over the past month, like especially the last month and a half. 
when we had a bunch of games in March, a bunch of games the first week of April, and every single series has gone the distance. Every one. I've worked three consecutive winner-take-all games, and all three of them have been stressful. Don't get me wrong. Like, they've been stressful, but they have been a blast to work. So... I hope you guys appreciate that. I hope you guys enjoy it. And also kind of an explanation as to why the video side has been tough recently. But, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. At least the audio is good. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for watching. Don't forget, this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc., you could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter's at LO underscore Ducks. You could email me at LockedOnAnaheimDucks at gmail.com. And we're ad-free on Amazon. Also hit the bell on YouTube. And we're also on SiriusXM. Once again, thank you all for your continued support. It is greatly appreciated. And to the Firebirds fans, thank you all so much. For Locked on Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the weekend, rest of the day. Please remember to be safe out there, be kind to one another, and ducks fly together. <laughs>